Ah, that faithful priest and prophet burned to see them mired in things and pride and turned away from God. And then, at what I took to be the perfect time, I set my hook before his own self-pitying soul. Why should, I deftly whispered as he mused, such good things be denied to you? Why must you day by day submit to disciplines, obey God's law, and keep yourself unstained before him? and before these people who have more of this world's ease than you have ever known. Welcome to the Inverse Theology Project. This is Volume 10, Number 6, Spiritual Theology. I'm your host, Tia Moore. We have been listening to the devil boasting about his many wiles and how he frequently foiled God's plans, well, as he supposed, by leading his people into sin. In this part of his account, we find him working to trip up Asaph through the sin of covetousness. But he will be disappointed and defeated by the word of God. For him, a terrifying portent of worse things to come. Here is part two of Portent in our series, Satan Bound. Can you see the interlacing of my plan to bring them under my control? I set their hearts and minds and consciences to let them lust for fleshly things. I taught them to God's blessing see in what they sought to do, so to accommodate his word to all their vanities, and thus I made them fall down on their knees and worship all the vain desires their sinful hearts could hope to gain. And all the while I fed them the belief such practices would not result in grief or pain, for God, so far away, could see them not. Thus blinded, they succumbed to me. Oh, how that faithful priest and prophet burned to see them mired in things and pride and turned away from God. And then, at what I took to be the perfect time, I set my hook before his own self-pitying soul. Why should, I deftly whispered as he mused, such good things be denied to you? Why must you day by day submit to disciplines, obey God's law, and keep yourself unstained before him and before these people who have more of this world's ease than you have ever known? Should you not seek a little of your own enjoyment, ease, and wealth? Should you not be entitled to enjoy prosperity and comfort right along with all the rest of those whom God has evidently blessed? I watched as he approached the bait and thought about my proposition, how he ought to make response to what he felt within his heart of hearts. Would lust give birth to sin, I wondered? Would he, like the others, set his faith aside, give way to pride, and let his passions overrule sound judgment? By this means, so many times before had I led others to embrace the lie and yield to me, that I saw nothing that could shield him from my onslaught. But as my ear turned in anticipation of the cheer that would arise from my demonic host at one more victory for me to boast about, this wretched priest turned from my bait, and shaking from my clutches, turned to wait upon the Lord in prayer. As he began to speak, I knew that I had lost this man, and helplessly stood by as he appealed to every gate of grace and truth, and sealed himself against my powers. I gnashed my teeth, my spirit howled deep within, I seethed with anger every time one such as this robs me of my anticipated bliss by firm resistance to my wiles. 
Shall I relate each step he followed to deny me my entitlement? If only to refresh my memory of what to do in situations just like this, I shall. I failed to sink the hook. By gambit, all began unraveling when he realized that yielding to me meant he would despise his brethren. Just as those who flaunted sin had nearly dragged him down, trapped him within my snares, so he was contemplating just the same, a violation of the trust of all those looking to him as a priest of God. He came to see himself a beast more than an image-bearer, as he thought of letting passion rule where reason ought to, and a fair deduction, that I must admit. Himself he looked at with disgust to reckon, when God is so very good to all his people, that he ever could discover any lasting benefit in anything that all that made him quit obedience to the Lord. I could not make him love himself more than the rest, or break the hold upon his soul of knowing he was made in God's own image. He could see that following passion, self-indulgence, lust, mere titillation, gain, and pride were just the opposite of how the children of the Lord should live, then swept up in God's love for him, and of the utter goodness of approaching him and dwelling in his love, he sought the counsel of God's word and poured his heart out in submission to the Lord. Submission soon to praise gave way as he his true perspective gained. Then he could see that nothing better for God's people is than that they should keep focusing on his agenda, his perspective, his revealed and holy truth. All those whom God has sealed unto himself within the promises of his eternal covenant will bless him when temptation comes and will be blessed in turn. Thus did this priest endure my test. And I, in quitting my assault against him, realize that I have no defense against those who the word of God will cling to when I sidle up and try to bring them to my point of view and to my chains. Yet this my consolation still remains. Most humans are mere fools, who, though they know they must resist my wiles and quickly show the door to me whenever I confront them, can be led to break God's covenant and cast their lot with me. The law of sin is easily excited deep within their souls, and they are willing to conspire with it against sound judgment and all higher obedience. They prefer not to rebuff me. They would rather wear my clinking cuff. Thus I consoled myself each time one of these foolish mortals held fast to the love of God, denying self, and in this case, as in all others like it, my disgrace at their recalcitrance just made me all the more resolved to rectify my fall and gain the throne of heaven. I failed to see that such defeats portended worse for me. That concludes Volume 10 of the Inverse Theology Project. Visit our website, www.ilba.org, to discover the wealth of resources available to help you grow in your walk with and work for the Lord. You can review all the previous issues of the Inverse Theology Project by going to the website, clicking the Resources tab, then clicking the Inverse Theology Masthead. Volume 11 of the Inverse Theology Project begins our account of the story the greatest story, in fact, ever told. Until then, for the Fellowship of Ilba and the Inverse Theology Project, this is T.M. Moore.